Hello, listeners. Welcome to season three of Beckett's Babies. Uh, If you're new to the show, we discuss plays we love, interview theater artists, and share our thoughts on playwriting and theater. We're your hosts, Sam Collier and Sarah Cho, and this is our first episode of the season, season three. Wow. Um, So two years have gone (laughs) since we've been doing this. And what long two years they have been. Wow. I know. It feels like we've been doing this like all our life. I know. It's kind of insane. Um, So, yeah. How, what to expect? I don't know. Season three. Um, Good things. I think people can expect lots of good things in 2021 from Beckett's Babies. I'll say this is that I'm one of the things I've learned from season two and season one is that I, I think I aim a little too high. No, <laughs> like, what? what are you talking about? Not it's too high. Have, it's good to have big goals. Okay. But then like last year, like I halfway through the year, I was like, okay, I want to do this like weekly prompts and put it on an Instagram story and like that failed like I did it once well I don't think we have to use the word failed we were in the middle of a deadly pandemic I know but I also had time (laughs) to do it but I just trauma I mean trauma yeah that's true we've all been traumatized let's just think let's just look ahead let's stop thinking about the past okay I'm I'm making a prediction that I think I can safely make, which is that probably you and I are both going to get to see at least one live show in 2021 Mm. um, once we're vaccinated and everything's safe again. So that's something to look forward to. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) That's a great – okay, optimism. Okay, I like your optimism. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I would like to be able to go to the grocery store without a mask on. Oh, <laughs> is that too crazy? <laughs> Sounds kind of dangerous, but I yeah, like I it. I like it. Do you um, feel the the spritz of the <laughs> the I don't know the sprinkler that sprays down the lettuce, like to get a little little drift of that against your bare just, face and all the different human scents that <laughs> <laughs> the the grocery store. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, but no, I am very excited for season three of Beckett's Babies because of just the more like more guests we'll be able to interview and uh, plays to read and talk about. So I love that. I love it. Me too. And what about writing? Do you have any goals or aspirations or dreams for? writing this year so last year personally um I so I looked at the end of the year I said okay so how many places did I submit to last year and I submitted and I I didn't know this until like the very end I counted it all was I submitted to 16 places Uh uh-huh 
and I got rejected to a lot of them, but it's okay. But I got I submitted sixteen. And I was like, okay. I put this like a big, you know, those sticky notes on your computer that you can like mm-hmm. pop up. I put it on the corner. I was like, the number to beat is sixteen. Mm, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm gonna try to submit more than sixteen places. Um, Wait, wasn't that also the number of books you said you read last year? No, the books 16? I. No, the books I'm read. No, I'm getting my numbers confused. <laughs> Was it 16? No. Maybe I am getting confused. I bet that's what you told me. It's okay. D- okay Don't it's worry okay. about it. Don't worry about oh it. Oh my gosh. How many books did I read? I, I thought I counted it. Oh, okay. I have it I have it somewhere all written down. But um, 16 was the number of 16. 2020. And what's going to be the number of 2021? Let's round it up to 20. Whoa. <laughs> I doubt it. Um, But yeah. Okay. 20. Let's do 20. And let's see where I'm at at the end of the year. But this is this isn't just plays, submitting to plays. But um, I did write a couple pilots. So I've been rewriting that I want to submit to. I never tried in the past, but I was like, come spring, that's where all the TV stuff gets. Competitions are happening, so I was oh. like, maybe I'll try to submit to those too. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like you wrote a lot last year. <sighs> I was so anxious. Like I was like on anxiety and like writing was therapeutic to have some because I was going from every night like doing something like whether it was a show Mm. or rehearsal and something like that to all suddenly be taken away I was like I have so much time I don't to do with myself um yeah and and so I was like trying to reorganize my day but I also learned in the process that how when I kept myself busy like that, how little of a writing time I ended up having. Like I was writing so little. I mean, mm-hmm. I was writing sketches and stuff like that for other things, like mm-hmm. for stories, whether it be storytelling show or something, I was doing something else. But for my own writing plays and other projects, it's just I literally didn't – I wasn't writing at all in that yeah. sense. So, so the fact that I – I start writing again, having the time to write. Um, and now I have stuff that I would care about. And I'm like, oh, I want to rework this and send it off and come the next coming year. So in some ways, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise in terms of like having that time to write. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm like literally in traffic three hours sometimes in a day. And like, what do you do with that three hours other than listen to podcasts and the news that scares you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I thought I would write so much last year and then I did not end up writing as much as I hoped to. I spent a lot of time walking in the woods with my dog. And also then once the porcupine thing happened, I spent a lot of time just like nursing my dog back to health. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, and reading. Do our listeners know about that? Did we ever share that about your porcupine? I your feel dog? like I must have. Well, yeah. listeners, if you're new to Beckett's babies, um, porcupines are a real hazard in the woods of Maine for inquisitive hound dogs like Oberon. And it was months that he was recovering, and he was so traumatized that. He really didn't want to go for walks for months. So then I had to figure out, like, mm. how do I exercise this energetic dog um, indoors? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he he's 
he's really back to normal now. So lately we've been going for lots of walks in the woods. Yeah. I think what was crazy to me was months later, you were like, I found another. Yeah. They, well, the quills <laughs> move through the body. Quills. And so that's why he was so traumatized because we'd be walking mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he would feel a stabbing pain somewhere oh, in his man. body and, and not know why or where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're super sharp. And the little ones are the dangerous ones. They're like an inch long and kind of like a a straight pin, you know, about that size and very, very sharp. And they just make their way through the body and come out random places. But yeah, I I guess I've read a lot and, you know, I'm not much of a TV watcher. But, (laughs) But I did end up watching things on Netflix last year. Oh, what'd you watch? Well, I told you I watched that show, which really was terrible, but I kept watching it compulsively, Umbrella Academy. Oh my gosh. I know you made so much fun of Did me. Did you finish it? Um, I think I watched everything there was to watch. Oh, Sam. It really, like, I can't recommend it because it really was not It's a, it's a car wreck. Like, you can't, yeah, it's a, literally a car wreck. It was wreck kind of like can. eating a bag of Cooler Ranch Doritos. Like, I kept reaching into the bag thinking, this isn't actually delicious, but I can't stop myself. You know, I think maybe as somebody who doesn't watch TV, I'm like extra sensitive. I have no tolerance. You know, like I'm extra sensitive to all the things they do to build suspense. And so I just can't, like I have no defenses. Mm. So I had to know what was going to happen next, even though ultimately I didn't care that much. Um, And then I just have been watching... Have, did you ever read the His Dark Materials books? Oh, no. I know. That's, that got me into a TV show. The The books are really, really good. And I watched oh, okay. the HBO series, and it. I have very mixed feelings. The season one is not as good. Season two is better than season one. And it's really enjoyable to just see the world of the books come to life. It's much better than the film that they made a few years ago. But there's still something that leaves me unsatisfied. But I think that's just TV in general. Okay. I found <laughs> my numbers. I just found my numbers as you were telling your story. Oh, oh tell us. <laughs> okay. So 16 place submissions. I read 17 books, including my fiance's book. I read that future show. Yeah. And I I watched um, 26 TV shows. Whoa. Is that insane? That, okay, what was the best one? Best one, highlight. Okay, okay, okay. So these are my top three, okay? Uh, it would be uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. Okay, I've watched three episodes of that. You have to finish it. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm, okay. I know. All right, Queen's Gambit, Search Party on HBO. What's Search Party? Oh, my gosh. It is so crazy funny. It's it's like true crime, but it's also comedy. It's about these four best friends because of their one of the best friend, Dory. She wants she finds one of their past friends or, or college friend go missing. There's like a missing uh, sign. And then she's like, isn't it sad that – 
she's missing. And so basically she convinces her three best friends, one of which is her boyfriend, to convince them to find this missing girl. Mm-hmm. But it's like all loose like this. So it's all about like being in your 20s, kind of feeling lost and finding, finding purpose. Like there's those themes. But but it's also very it sounds satirical. like a perfect show for you. <laughs> it's all the no, things you love. But it's also really funny. Like it's so fun. They're making – they're the show is also making fun of that. It's a very satirical way yeah. to look at it. Um, so it's very funny. And then my third fair TV show, everyone's going to like either groan or clap for me, is The O.C. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> it's oh like the God, early, it was early aughts. Yeah. The early aughts. And I swear to God, it it's like TV that is so bad. But it was like so good because you can't it like it really helped me escape. Like it was such a good escape because you're watching this early odds so that it's like a time castle type thing. Did you watch it when you were in high school? Um, I think I watched like the first two seasons and I just okay. sort of yeah. kind of lost interest. But then I watched the whole series and man, was it fun. Just it was just pure joy. And we were just we binged. I remember it. watching a few episodes when I was in high school because all my friends were obsessed with it, and I was just like, yeah. "This is so dumb, you guys." <laughs> it's so dumb. No, it's so dumb. It's really bad. Um, and all the women on the show is just completely villainized. The father, who is this like funny Jewish lawyer, he's like a hero of right. the family. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. Problems. Not only villainized, but they're just not like full characters. No, but not full characters. Um, very one-dimensional, and they just like it's. I'm like, this show hates women with pure passion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For like sure. So many shows. I mean, I kind of feel like 95 percent of shows that have ever been made hate women. But I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. I'm really happy for you. Thank you so much. Um, That's your top three. Queen's Gambit. What's it called? Mm -hmm. Search Party? Search Party. No. See. See. You have very broad and diverse tastes, which I appreciate about you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, no matter how bad it is, I think the storytelling is just, if it, it, it's just, it's like captivating. Mm-hmm. Especially like a show like the OC, because just the way they like keep you like leading you on to the next plot and then the next character and the introducing and then don't you feel like watching? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no no no! What's that? I just feel like watching something like that's so misogynistic just feels like eating poison. <sighs> Here's the thing, right? Like, hmm. OC poison or Trump poison? Which poison did you prefer? <laughs> okay. okay, well, yes, that's their point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why we have to make that comparison, but if, since you made it, I agree that the OC is better than Trump. <laughs> so it was like, um, like, yeah, I think there's just something about this is so bad, but I, it distracts you from the pain me, of yeah. the country. The real pain. Collapsing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's legit. Yeah. That is that. So that's what I've been watching. God, I've just been watching so much TV. And what about movies? Any good oh, movies, movies from 2020? Wow. Um, I want to say – oh, what what movies did I watch? I know when I was in Michigan, we watched a lot of movies. I feel like I can't even remember what I saw movie-wise. It all It's mm-hmm. all a blur. I really miss – 
sitting in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? One movie that I watched and I thought was so bad and I had high hope, high hopes for? What? Wonder Woman. Oh, really? I don't think I even saw that. Yeah, it was on it's on HBO, but yeah, I it was just very disappointing. And it it had the ingredients. I think a lot of people really liked it. The first one. The first one is awesome. The second one was kind of a letdown because uh, it had the ingredients of being the potential was so much there, like so much more. Like it was set in the 80s. Like you could have had so much fun with that. Mm. And and like could have been a lot more style and humor and fun. And I feel like they totally dropped the ball on that because all the only A's about it was maybe their outfits, but even that was questionable because I was like, this is very like up to like people would wear this today, <laughs> you know? So there's nothing that felt 80s. So it, it didn't feel it felt too 2020 for you and not too, 80s enough. Like it didn't, yeah. They didn't have fun with what 80s yeah. about it you yeah. know and so and then you know it's a superhero movie so especially with Wonder Woman I mean the first the opening sequence when Wonder Woman is a girl and there's this whole like uh, competition scene and she's like as a little girl competing with these like adult women and she's like it was the opening was great like I was like it was very suspenseful and very thrilling but then you get to the movie the actual movie as one woman as an adult, and I'm like, wow, this is was so it was kind of boring too. Mm. So, do you? Okay, here's a question: mm-hmm. Do you find yourself when you're watching TV shows and movies now at home on your couch, as we all do, like unable to put your phone down? Um, I mean, I just check my phone constantly. Oh, really? I can't like, I can't focus deeply mm. on something. In the way that I used mm-hmm. to be able to. Yeah, I think it depends on the sh- like TV shows. I kind of tend to look at my phone because there's just so many episodes. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll just they yeah. always come back and, re- and then revisit and retell you like what happened, the plots yeah. and stuff. So I kind of like I'll look at my phone and I'll catch up on TV. But movies, I actually do my best to just mm. like not look at my phone at all because the, the movie to me is sort of like. The most theater I'll get is <laughs> like a full like ninety minute yeah that twenty makes minute sense. experience. So I like I'll just put my phone like across the hall, like the room from me, and just like okay, let I'm it charge. Start doing that. I really want to like mm-hmm. I want to I want to strengthen my attention span because mm. even when I'm reading, I'll read a page or two and then think of something I want to Google. Yeah. <laughs> I do look at my phone a lot when I should be working. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but don't you feel like what has happened to my mind? I mean, I Sam, I've been thinking about that all I my know. life. I know. <laughs> what happened to my at mind? least, at least since we got smartphones. Yeah. Um, but I do find myself having to be like extra proactive about separating myself from the phone because anything is you know and you hear, you live alone but like i live with nick but like he'll like point out to me like wow look at your phone again my You're dog does it. that if i'm if oh. i like sit and look at my phone for too long he like he starts staring at me and barking oh, he's like perfect. what are you oh. doing oh okay well that's good <laughs> Like that's great. It is good. I'm sure it is good. It it probably looks very bizarre to an animal for somebody to sit like still 
with their head down in one position <laughs> for 20 minutes. Uh, he probably thinks I've fallen into a trance or something and he has to rescue me. Yeah, see, Nick doesn't do that. He doesn't think I need to be rescued. He just like, <laughs> well, all right, you're looking at your phone again. Um, I mean, we're all addicted. And I just feel like the yeah. pandemic has made all of that so much worse. Man, I do feel like because I've been reading more that I think that's been helping me. Yeah. Oh, also, you know what's also – Another thing I've been doing is learning calligraphy. <laughs> cool. So I so I'm like give myself like 30 minutes to an hour just like sit and practice and do calligraphy um with like music in the background or podcast or whatever. That's so cool. So I think I also I'm that the hyper person just needs some activity like they give me as a child like I need to color and I need to do uh some like activity to, give myself mm-hmm. in the day then I feel like that helps me that's been helping me a lot um with my stress levels and also just my tension span of just doing it an act- activity like that okay I'm gonna find something like that that's a really good piece of advice mm-hmm. Sarah chose tips for <laughs> 2021, 2021. <laughs> um but you also cook and bake. do cook I spend I feel like I spent so much time cooking and then washing dishes. <laughs> yeah. I Do you – you knit, right? Are you crochet? Crochet, yeah. I crochet. But I kind of crochet while I watch TV. Yeah, I think I'm going to learn how to knit. Mm. I, okay, here's <laughs> here's my motivation. I, I make coffee in a French press every morning. And while it is steeping for four minutes, I feel like it loses so much heat, you know? And so I was like, okay, how can I keep my French press hot while it's steeping or brewing? And then I saw online all of these pictures of um, like little sweaters that people knitted for their French presses. Oh. And I, and then and you can't really buy one. I mean, all the best ones, they are just like, here's my pattern that you can download. And so I'm going to learn how to knit so that I can make a little cozy for my French press. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, let me know how it goes. <laughs> I think crocheting is so much easier to knit. I don't really – what's the difference? I don't really understand well, the difference. Well, crochet is just one needle and then knitting is like two needles. Mm. One thing I – major difference. And I don't know. I just think – and then with crocheting, it's all um, – like single double like stitches so you're just kind of with one hook one needle you're sort of creating the design and so and it's all repetition but with knitting i don't know it's there's different kinds of there's different kinds of stitches there's you can knit and you can curl yeah i feel yeah um i think my sister does both and i seem like she prefers knitting more because i think she says it's easier because, yeah, with crocheting, it's like you have to remember how many um, – like you have to count almost like every line mm. to be like make sure – so you're you're not – it doesn't end up being this like <laughs> – like it goes from wide to like narrow at the top, <laughs> you know, because if you oh, miss a stitch. right, right, right. There's something like – there's like that kind of – that's annoying about crochet. That happens to me a lot. Um so, listeners, we want to know what are you doing with your hands during this <laughs> time of great idleness? <laughs> How are you staying busy? Um, 
Are you knitting? Are you crocheting? Are you learning calligraphy? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, or <laughs> the question that you posed was kind of like, what are you doing with your hands? Are you just staring at them and admiring the... <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. So, let's, I mean, okay, we went really off tangent, but let's focus on Beckett's baby. So what do we have planned for Beckett's baby? So our listeners are like, Okay, I'm I'm tuning in to hear about the show, not you guys. <laughs> I mean, they love us and they've missed us and they want to know what we're up to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do we have planned? We have some guests coming up that we're pretty excited about. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about the play The Flick by Annie Baker. Speaking of movies and movie theaters. Um. We're going to have a newsletter, so everyone should sign up for that. Sarah, where can they sign up for the newsletter? Great question. So you can either go to our website and learn more about it there, or you can also, if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram, there's a link in our bio to take you straight to the sign up. Um, Yeah. So the newsletter is going to be exciting. Yeah. That's something new. Um, do we want to share what's going to go into the newsletter? Or is that a top secret? I mean, I I think any and all suggestions and ideas are welcome. We're going to talk about um, what's coming up. We will share some tidbits from episodes that that you might not have heard yet to pique your interest. Um, we will share some writing prompts. How about some inspirational quotes? How about some Sarah Cho's tips for 2021? <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. some knitting patterns so that you too can make a sweater for mm-hmm. your French press. <laughs> we're not really anything out. Yeah. we're And then we promise we're not going to – it's not going to be spammy. Like it's literally not – I don't even know if it's going to be once a month. but Yeah, once it's a month. Like, but it, it's – we promise not going to be spammy and it's just – a delight in your inbox. A little delight in your inbox. Yeah, a little sweet treat. A sweet treat. <laughs> it's like, mm, every week, you guys are giving you too much sweets. I can hear people signing up right now. Run, don't walk to our website, people. What else do we want to tell them about? Um, This year... We're going to hit our 100th episode at some Woo-hoo. point. That's exciting. Um, and maybe if you sign up for a newsletter, you'll get the first announcement, like the previews of what we would want to do for our 100th episode. Yeah. Before we get release it anywhere else. So that's another cool thing about 2021. I can't believe we're going to – Hit our hundredth episode. That's crazy. I that know. is crazy. I, I I thought we wouldn't even last to ten. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, ten episode, we did it. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Hang our hats and go them. But here we still are, older and wiser. Older, yes. <laughs> so exciting things. Um. Also, if you follow me on social, there was a little announcement this week about um, me 
being the new one of the new associate artists for Ashland New Play Festival, which is Heck pretty yeah. exciting. I'm really excited about. Um, yeah, that's so exciting, Sarah. Um, but I'm really excited about that. So what does that entail? What is your responsibility? Responsibility mainly is working with the artistic director and sort of being like a soundboard with the other. There's like two other associate artists um, on board that I'll be working, collaborating with. And um, my main thing is helping to do like a summer event for the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, still not sure what yet, but hopefully more information soon to cool. be expected. TBD, TBA, a lot of TB <laughs> to be continued. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, have they decided whether it's going to be in person and oh, I, I mean, it's, I think festival. I think it'll be. I, this time it's probably all virtual okay but who knows right i think we're all playing it by years but for now it's yeah everything's gonna be virtual as of now but i'm really excited um yeah so fall also follow actually new play festival i feel like they're doing really cool exciting things and man i was just like man i'm a west coast girl girl. (laughs) you always have been a west coast girl even when you lived in iowa Iowa has that river, and I'm like, this is not a coast. (laughs) You're like, I'm on the west side of the river. So exciting things are on the horizon. But I'm also being very cautious, cautiously optimistic about 2021 after the year we had for 2020. Well, I'm just optimistic. I'm going to throw caution to the wind and be optimistic about 2021. Okay. You do that, and... (laughs) I will not be there to catch you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I'm just kidding. Of course I'll be there. Okay. Um, so exciting things, exciting, exciting things to come. And we want to hear from you listeners if you have suggestions for topics or guests or you just read a play you love. Tell us about it. We want to know. Yeah, we want to know. And there's so many ways to reach us. We are available uh, through almost every communication there is <laughs> in the internet. So there's no excuse to just DM us on Instagram <laughs> or even Twitter. Um, so, yeah. We're not we on Facebook, hear- are we? No, we're not. Yeah, that's the one place we're not on. Because Facebook, let's be honest, it's on its way out. I mean. Let's be real. Facebook is pretty much over. If you're listening to this and you're still on Facebook – I don't know what to tell you, but we were we were also on Tumblr, and then we got on Tumblr. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, we should get a MySpace. Who knows? who knows? Like we might leave Instagram and Twitter, and maybe newsletter is the only thing we'll do. Then you'll just have to come to Maine and knock on my door. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Leave Sam alone. That's why she moved it to me. <laughs> oh my gosh! You can go knock on Sarah's door. She's more accessible. And there will be a lot of gates and people <laughs> protecting me. No. Um, I just, we're just like saying complete opposite of what we just said, that we're accessible. <laughs> that we're, like, we're not accessible. <laughs> we are accessible. We really want to hear from you. We do. We really do. We want to hear from you. Okay? All right. Should we talk about glistens? Glistens. Yes. Oh, baby. Um, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> 
So I don't know if anybody remembers this band, but they had a YouTube video that went viral, Pomplamoose. Why does this sound familiar? It's It was this like girl and guy band and they, I don't know what song that they um, covered, but it was like they did a lot of different cover songs. They covered a lot of songs and they would do that thing where you're like, they're like, each video like clapping or like playing a, a beat to something, you know, and then it compile it all together. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. So that I think they did something like that. Were one of the first YouTubers to do that, and they went viral. Um, like what also, year? Oh god, I think it was like 2010. Okay. Maybe? Um, but I just recently rediscovered them again because I, I remember loving them a lot. Then of course time moves on and passes by (laughs) you discover new things and you forget but i found them again and then i was like oh my gosh the covers are so good i forgot how good they were and one of my favorite ones that they just recently released was um lady gaga and lana del rey mashup so yeah you have to check this out you it's such a good music like oh my god they're so talented um so rediscovering Pomplamoose. So I'm going into 2021 rediscovering things from 10 years ago <laughs> to bringing it back into my life again. That's that's what's happening. I love it. What else was happening in 2010? I'm trying to remember. What a different time it was. I was 20 contemplating of getting a cat. <laughs> we were I'm still only know. two years into the first Obama term mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah my freshman year in college was the year like everyone was talking about obama like voting mm-hmm. for obama. and i had just turned 18 so i was legal to vote and so i was like whoa this is what exciting time first time voting um and it'll be the first time a black president to be the president of the united states so i was like well this is an exciting time yeah um that was wow i can't believe that was Little did we know what was coming a few years later. <laughs> oh my goodness! My goodness! Were we saw Obama when we were in Iowa for the twenty twelve campaign? Mm-hmm. And then we were there. Yeah, he was there in Iowa. Yeah, it was like a couple of weeks after we started. Yeah, <laughs> in the so workshop. Funny. Yeah, we had just met. Yeah, and we were like going out into the crowds, and we're like standing. And it, I think it was raining. It was starting to rain. Just the thought of standing that close to a bunch of strangers in a crowd now makes me have like hives. <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, we, that was back in the days when it was like no big deal to just go stand in a crowd of people. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What is it? Also, um, that year, I think I went to Coachella. <laughs> so, you did. Yeah, I remember you telling me all about Coachella. Coachella. Oh, dear Lord. Um, I, yeah. I mean, and Coachella is dirty. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> people are like are urinating in the middle of the the, the open, you know. I mean, yeah. People are drunk. And some and, of like, us would not have wanted to do that even before the pandemic. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm turning 25. Let's do this. <laughs> Ugh, I'm the worst. Um, yeah, I would never do that. I No, you were like 23. You were like, you couldn't have been 25 yet. Really? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're, I was like 23. You're right. Yeah. Maybe I, now I'm thinking I was when I turned 25, I went. Maybe it was 25. Maybe you went later. Yeah. Yeah, then I'm thinking I went later. Yeah. Um, what else? 
Uh, but I do miss going to concerts. Like I yeah. do miss. I love going seeing live music, live comedy shows, like live music. I just miss like that. laughing at something funny next to a bunch of other people you don't know who are also mm-hmm. laughing. Mm-hmm. I miss that. <laughs> now it just looks like I watch stand up comedy on my my computer and with my headphones i'm just like alone in the room laughing to myself (laughs) (laughs) like it looks not weird at all oh yeah i do miss that okay what's your glisten my glisten is this novel i just read by one of my favorite writers evie wilde who is um a british australian writer and she is really good at writing terrifying scenes in fiction and she published this novel called The Bass Rock, which interweaves three different stories about three different women. Um, One is in the 17th century, and she's accused of being a witch. One is in the 1950s, and is kind of like an unhappily married um, wife who's just moved to a kind of haunted, big haunted house. And one is... uh, kind of like um, uh, aimless, depressed, almost 40-year-old living in the present day, um, also in that same house. And and so their stories kind of uh, intertwine and there are strange ghosts that appear and disappear. And um, it's really well-written. I love her writing style and and she's really investigating the larger theme of just all the women who have been attacked and killed over human history, mostly by men who we just forget about, who are just kind of nameless and forgotten. And um, there's this image that one of the characters talks about at some point in the book of like, imagine if you could just see all of the women who have ever been murdered in the place where they were killed. Like if you could see their ghosts in that place, like how they would be everywhere. So that's what I mean by it being really haunting. Um, I don't know if I'm doing a good job describing it, but it's really good. Okay, I wrote that down. I I have this app called the reading like a reading list that I keep track of the books that I want to read and finish reading so that I could meet my goal number. What is it um, do I, that is more than just a list? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually. Um but it's better like I didn't like Goodreads cuz mm. that app was just like people I don't know, I don't want to hear I don't want to read other people's comments and stuff. Um, yeah. It's just my personal, like just for tracking. So um, it's just an app where you can put in books you want to read. Yeah. Would you recommend it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you're, if you could just write down like, yeah, just do that. But I feel like I just, so, cause I'm, you know, I am on my phone more than not. And so if I remember like, Oh, if I'm listening to something or I'm like, re- um, hearing about something about a potential book or seeing it on TV or interviewing the author. I'm like, I'll just quickly find it and add it, you know? I have to say I've always, always been 100% against reading books on a screen, except suddenly in 2020, I became a different kind of person and downloaded Scribd, 
Scribd, uh-huh. And every month they're like, oh, we just took another $10 out of your bank account. Thanks for being a subscriber. <laughs> and but, I'm like, hmm, is it still worth it? But the cool thing is like they have so many books. And so, it, you know, if I want to kind of read 30 pages of something but not the mm-hmm. whole book, it saves mm-hmm. me a trip to the library. Um, or I can like see if I like something before deciding to go get it. Mm. And the other cool thing is they have a lot of um, scanned – people can scan books or plays a lot of times. People scan PDFs oh. and upload it. So it's a good way to find plays. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I don't. I just don't know who I am anymore, Sarah. That's that's what I'm <laughs> yes, saying to you. <laughs> Do you want to know what's on my reading list? Like, yeah, that I would tell love us. To yeah, tell us. Okay. The first one is called "The Vanishing Half" by Britt Bennett. Ooh, it's a fiction. I think it's about two twins, um, two sisters, African American. One is white. I think that's what it's about. Um, I think, but. I just remember what I just, the interviewer on The Daily Show, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. The second book, I have been on this real crazy kick on um, multi-level marketing, like reading up on it and searching about it. Okay, so I just saw an acronym. It's like MLM, and I was like, MLM. what is that? And I started reading about it, and I didn't even know that was a thing. Can you just give me like a one-sentence explanation of what multi-level marketing is? It's just a, a nice way of saying – a pyramid scheme. It's basically oh. it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it's a pyramid Multi-level scheme. Multi level refers to the levels of the pyramid. Yes. Yeah. Oh. But, oh, it's, and, but oh, it's like that guy in Iowa who wanted to me to like buy some face cream from him. <gasps> oh yeah. Okay, that's crazy. So yeah, and I've noticed I've been reading and like listening to podcasts about multi level marketing, how it tends to te- ta- uh, target people who live in those kind of areas like midwest or like um suburban moms because they kind of have time <laughs> you know i can't yeah. hard to describe it oh, yeah to too um to be using but i remember living in iowa and somebody inviting me to this like mary Kay makeup party thing <laughs> yeah and, and i got like i was like what there's something about this is very fishy and I, this is before i never ever understood what ponzi schemes or pyramid schemes or multi-level marketing but I've been really into that. Anyways, um, there's this book that I want to read called Republic of Lies. Um, and just wow. but it's, and it's about um, American conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. Because if you – the origin of the – or the there tends to be an overlap of people who follow conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and people who follow mar- uh, multi-level marketing. There's like an overlap. Um, wow. I've been like, yeah, I'm like – I'm a huge I've been any any documentary, any podcast, any books about it, I've been on this kick for multi-level marketing because I I find it so fascinating to see who the audience is for those people, like who falls into those mm-hmm. and why. And and I think over time it has gotten very weirdly sneaky you know about- yeah, it's just so predatory of these companies predatory. to make people um, think they can actually mm-hmm. like i don't know make a living yeah trump the whole entire family does pyramid schemes their whole idea of like positive thinking comes is rooted from oh. that uh that positive thinking yeah that comes from 
Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes. Like that's how they get people. Like, wow. Like, don't take no for an answer. You can do it. You know, like that attitude it comes all from this place. So wow. ooh, it's creepy. Um, my next book is The Humor Code. Okay, I'm just going to – okay, there's two more books. <laughs> and then Keep Sharp, Build a Better Brain at Any Age. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Free Food for Millionaires by Min Jin Lee. Don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she wrote um, – didn't she write Pachinko? Yes. I haven't read that. I want to read that too. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I heard that. It was really good. And then now I just added your book, The, the Bass Rock. The Bass Rock. Yeah. Um, that's a good list, Sarah. Thanks. I'm trying to keep up my reading goals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, next week we're going to be talking about the flick. So let us know what you think about that play. And if you have other suggestions for plays we should read in future months, drop us a comment or a DM or tweet at us. <laughs> it's like, it's so, the word tweet is so foreign to your. I know it is, it is. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.